0: Today, 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 I would like to welcome you. Coach AF here, and I am pleased, and I am pleased to be with you to talk about this daring subject. A lot of people call me crazy. A lot of people always ask, what does that have to do with business? What does that have to do with business transformation, with agile, with agility? Well, the world, if you connect the dots, if you connect the ideas, it's... Everything has everything to do with it. And let me start by showing you something from once, was once one of my master in life, okay. um, Terrence McKenna, because we inspire our talk today, our perspective today from from a lot of work from Terrence McKenna, a great thinker who passed away at the beginning of the millennium in 2000 so let's uh, let's see this for now because i think it's important that we start with um this uh business as usual is no longer an option guys whether you think you are or not agile so let's 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 go dive into this shall we
1: Business as usual is not on the menu, folks. We're either going to go into an era of immense resource scarcity, regimentation, governmental interference in our lives, tremendous propagandistic efforts to make us do one thing or another, or we're going to pull the plug on scientism and its stooges and the institutions which feed us, feed it. Capitalism is an interesting problem, more easily discussed now that communism is out of the picture. Capitalism is as anti-human a philosophy as you can possibly conceive because at this very moment, we should be consuming less manufacturing less, selling less, transporting less. And what's the battle cry? Free trade everywhere. What does free trade mean? It means my right to come to your country and sell the most outlandish junk you've ever seen and you will have no right to turn it away because in the name of free trade, crapola has to go everywhere. Uh, see, they try to tell you that that capitalism and democracy are not at variance. Actually, the whole Marxist-Leninist-Socialist thing was a side dish. The real life-and-death struggle is between capitalism and democracy. Democracy says everybody has an innate worth that must be honored. Capitalism says those who die with the most toys win. You cannot reconcile these two things. So I think we're coming to a great crisis of fundamental, uh, our relation to our own fundamental institutions. I'm not anti-capitalist. I think capitalism needs to sever its uh, connection to materialism. It is going to get uglier and more chaotic and more crazy. There is going to be more starvation, more fascism, more dictatorship. It's unless we do something. Until we do something, and it can. How bad is it going to have to get before people say, you know, we're doing something wrong? You know, people dance on the Russians. But you've got to admire people who have the the guts to say we did it. Entirely wrong, one hundred percent. I mean, can you imagine in this country to being able to do? Say, you know, I mean, it may be coming. It may be coming. I, for years, had a fantasy speech, which I always imagined that I would somehow end up giving. But, but it's it's the speech where you say. My fellow Americans, you have been lied to, screwed and abused by these two criminal parties for a hundred years. Only hope is to over. So you see, guys,
0: um a lot of people say what a botanist, what a guy who used to start the work. For big pharma, actually, to find new medication in the jungle of South America, among other things, Mm -hmm. Terence McKenna. But the, and uh, so he had his own kind of what we call an awakening. And so he could talk about sociology, history, anthropology, uh, economic, uh, politics, in a perspective that we are everything every day um in any situation. We are not just the single thing that we are programmed to be uh, at the university, for instance. And I would like just to, as I put in the chat, that what you just saw from i is circa 1986-1987. And look at his talking point that when we say time and a space continuum doesn't exist, it's because... And what people will say, our oh, story is repeating itself. Actually, it's not repeating itself. It's because we don't evolve that much. We think we change. We think we transform. And, and today, this is what I would like we share together as a reflection, as an inspect and adapt that Scrum shows us, because you know when I coined the subtitle of Psyched Agile, will we need psychedelic to evolve with agility? Um, and this is amazing. All the timing and there's no coincidence. I think it's just the universe. The universe is speaking to us right now. There's, there's a thing greater than our little ego on this planet that go beyond our thought and expectation. Because I was this Wednesday with one of my community of practice, my uh, a network of agility and scrum with Agile Boston that I think so much. And there was a guy who was presenting inviting transformation and inviting agility. And at some point, one of my fellow colleague, Joseph, he discussed about it a very topic that I wanted to talk about, which is instead of proposing transformation of your business or transformation that will include this kind of agility to help you go through the transformation, um, I think the semantic is important here and it made me thought of this Stone Ape theory and uh, everything about what Terence McKenna was working on, the evolution The evolution in space more than time, because time at some point it's only a kind of an element. It's a kind of a boundaries of 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 thing, but it's a movement in space. Our time on Earth. Let's say that we have a we have a colony on Mars and Venus if it's possible. Those people will not have the same cycle of time than us. So it will be like the currency, the money currency. Uh, we will have to make kind of a translation between uh, one Martian year is not the one Earth year because it's only the revolution or the spiraling of our planets around a star. That's all it is. And our stars is also spiraling uh, among uh, global Local globus part of the galaxy, and the galaxy is also spiraling probably what we thought around either a black hole or the um, the the rune of a nebula, and that same nebula it's spinning with a global other kind of globulus. Of other galaxies, this everything is spinning and expanding, and that's the funny thing here. When you are, and of course, this is the astrophysic, the drop out astrophysicists in me that bring out our subject And a lot of people that, that call me crazy, a lot of people that say, like, oh, I don't have a construct kind of mindset. A construct kind of mindset this is exactly the point, people like me and I'm not the only one what we call sometimes we've been called high potential individual or our potential intellectual intelligent individual is because we are connecting the dots and we are asking questions and we are reflecting on a multiple holistic things and strategically speaking because the tactical is for the doers and it's not just mean that I'm not a doer because I think I want the talk more than often more than most of a lot of people in my field and here's the thing but sometimes we have to stop sometimes we have to connect those dots and to understand that the universe and its grandeur has a lot of things in togetherness and 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 uh so you are not just a scrum master you are not just a product owner you are not just an agile coach you are not just a ceo or cfo i don't care about your title i don't care about your role it's your role so you play a comedy or you play a tragedy. How do you transform a tragedy into a comedy? How do you enjoy yourself? What motivates you really to be here on this planet experiencing what we call life? And is life it's only into this material world? Or you need to expand your mind into something greater? You know, I think these questions, of course I cannot do it when I play the role of a senior consultant. And business. We talked about it into a cafe aside down in the building or walking in the park in the old Montreal or in Bryant Park in New York Manhattan. Of course, between human, uh, human to human interaction, we could talk about those things and people love it. Every gathering that I do, whether it's the Scrum user group, Scrum Beer, or whether it's it's a cafe with a couple of people, talking more than what we are professionally. And, you know, today I had a, a, a user experience issue with the, the Melon app and the connection within Microsoft LinkedIn. So I'm not live on LinkedIn. And you know what? I said nothing's happened like this. It's not a coincidence. It's happened because maybe that subject for this constipated network of linked out that I call more and more linked uh, <laughs> you see, I already call it linked out. Because the mind or the mindset, should I say, is not prepared enough for the people who'd like to just show off and show up. But I, I say they show off more than up. Trying to sell themselves, trying to be conventional and consensual and the uh, result of consensual conceptual is the total bullshit of being constipated because the bullshit doesn't go out because you preserve it you don't want to talk about it you put elephant in the room everywhere and they don't even want to talk about it and the elephant in the room could be anything like last week i had to talk about the antidoxa because now more and more user and people on linkedin are bringing the kind of the twitter mindset on on linkedin i'm not talking about is it good or bad your reputation me i don't care me i prefer the authenticity And of course, with agility, we have to tune that behavior of authenticity and adapting to certain contexts. Like when we perform business consultancy or coaching. Or any any workshop that we could do or, or provide will always be tailored to the context of your business, your technological environment, and of course your vision and your definition of done. And, 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 and on that again, one of my first questions when I consult is, "Could you show me your definition of done?" And if they start to have a stutter or they or they kind of give me some excuse and not a clear response, we're in big trouble. Shit with that organization they need more than consulting they will probably need training and to have a a golden circle type of event that you could call whatever you want according to what's pleasing you and pleasing the customer but you have to suggest you have to invite them to rethink their shared vision within the organization and now it's bringing this question of transformation. Everybody is talking about transformation even before the time we are in right now, where apparently more people are pushed to change and transform. You have those Steve Denning and Forbes again and again are repeated that make echo to Uh, thinker of the 1920s and the 1930s that now in the 2020s we only the agile will survive kind of a negative connotation that you will be forced and imposed to change but you change what exactly so change is by itself it's already a kind of a word that not even able to construct the phrase or your village with phrase and so on. So my reflection was, <laughs> when I talk with someone around a glass of wine is, what about a psychedelic? What about this experience of keys open mind that we could, we, we used to do with Terence McKenna when I, when I was one of his kind of student, but student in life. And, and I, have, I have the um, honor of meeting him when I used to have my first enterprise of creating Evan, creating RAVE. And so uh, we met in Seattle, Oregon, uh, or Washington, sorry, uh, state, and uh, to a lecture that he was given there then in the early 90s, and I said to him, I'm doing the Nexus project here in Montreal, and our concept is not just a rave with DJs. We have multiple rooms on multiple levels inside an old factory here on the 33 Nazareth uh, across Duke Street, just next to the for from Montreal. You know what I'm talking about. It's now Griffin Town growing with condos. But back in the day, just across the, the Peel Basin, at the end of the La Canal, uh, the Lachine Canal, you, you, you had this big old boat factory of the reminiscence of the, the industrial age of Montreal. And so that was a big space. I, we used to do every month back in 1993, Every month we had 20,000 people, ravers, they came to rave, to have an enjoyable 12, 13 hours because we start somewhere around 10ish PM and it was finishing, closing the door around 3 PM. So that was an amazing period of my life as an organizator. And, um, and I like, one of the speech of Terence McKenna, and I invited him to be part of it and to the chill-out room of that rave. Mm -hmm. And he raved, because a rave is a kind of a poetry, and there's a musician with didgeridoo from Australia, and the DJ was playing some kind of space-time continuum, trans-ambient music. So it was very trippative, and it was very mind-expanding, whether you were on some substance or not. I'm not here to judge anyone who needs this kind of substance, but it was substantial and meaningful. To hear about the archaic revival, that time doesn't exist, it's only space that's molding and transforming, or it is evolution. When we say there were a Big Bang, and from the Big Bang there's an expansion, that's what's creating time. See, with James Webb's now in space, probably uh, within the next three to ten years from now with the observation and the tool we have to observe from our point of inspection, from our point of observation, probably we're going to discover something beyond 13.6 billion years old of this universe since the proposed Big Bang. Because a real astronomer, a real astrophysicist will tell you this is not necessarily a fact. This is a kind of a consensus for what we know right now. But I will be very interesting that the next generation of astronomers will discover other things. They will discover that there's no such things as dark matters, but it's it's more uh, another universe that our eyes, our perception cannot see, that is just next to us, and maybe it's interacting with us because they evolve instead of transforming, because maybe if they want to pass from the invisible realm to our visible realm, there's where is transformation happen. because I remind you in Latin, transformation is from two roots word. Huh? A trans and a formation. Forma. Forma in Latin is the form. So you need a trans... To see another form. So you take a form and a context and you bring it to another form. Which means that you did nothing, you didn't change, really. you think you changed, but you didn't evolve into your practice and your pattern. You didn't evolve in your thinking and your mindset. So when we say agile and agility, moreover, business agility, it's a mindset, it's a set of values and principles that help you take decision to move onward. Are you really doing an agile transformation? Are you really into an invitation-based type of things? Or you are actually evolving with your peer, with your customer, with the market, with your society, with your community. Because if you cannot... When people ask me, how do you measure transformation? Again, if you just want to change the form instead of utilizing the mindset to truly evolve, to truly grow. So this is why you see a lot of my colleagues, and I praise actually, they talked about growth mindset and go to the point of let's evolve. And I was really pleased to see the the panel and the people over at Agile Boston this week Mm -hmm. talking about the same kind of reflection that we should focus into the evolution And the growth of our mindset, of our capacity of walking smarter, not faster or better. Faster or better will be the outcome driven from walking smarter. So... I just see right now there's about 15 people watching. We are only on YouTube and Twitter today. So I bid you good day, good Friday Live Agile. I'm happy to be with you today uh, to talk about this. So if you have any questions, I could be more open space, open mic, please do so in the chat. And for those who are watching the replay of this Friday, January the 28th on Rumble and YouTube, Please comment your questions, your suggestions, your thoughts. I'd like to read about it. I'd like to have an interaction with you because, again, 17 new subscribers on the YouTube channel and nothing on Rumble. Please subscribe to my Rumble because we are going to move more and more into decentralized and more kind of private and respecting of free thought. Uh, during 2022 2022 is a year of evolution for us so please the link will be uh, especially on the youtube description of this video all the link will bring you to my rumble space and also my website to download most of these show right now will become podcasts that you could have in your pocket and you could run with us so again smash the like button share this video to inspire others and uh, to create this community of thinking monkeys With clothing, but more seriously guys I truly want to reach out and you reach to me and then we could build something an alternative especially this week is the third People's Reset organized by John Bush and Derek Braz it's an amazing I I did participate in May from Mexico it was great this moment I just kind of helped them showing off and I probably this weekend going to watch some of the panels discussion but this is the Thing. this is the time because next year in 2023 you will have to make great decisions for yourself and for your uh, living into community you will have to accept or decline things you will have to you will have a rendezvous as we say in French but uh, in English it will be either an appointment with yourself with the universe and with a community that will welcome you or it will be a surrender. Surrender your liberty, surrender your experience, surrender your autonomy into a smart grid central plan cities. This is not a conspiracy. This is what it's in the move beyond the greater reset or the great reset. Sorry. Sorry. I should not say that. Because the great reset is only one of the suggested plan of the technocratic it So today, inspired by Terence McKenna that I love and miss so much, as much as I miss Mike Beadle, how do we kick, spark, and engage team to be innovative? This is one of the questions I'm asking every one of you out there, especially those who call themselves agent of transformation. From now on, I will call myself an agent of evolution because here's the thing, I think we are wrong and we should evolve, not transform. Personally, personal transformation, personal development, and personal development, I could see more this spark of going onward with this mentality of evolution because it's only the evolution. And this is what the thing, because the work of Terence McKenna And my own reflection from my learning with him and culture, deep culture, the dark culture, the culture that should be coming to light, the innovative growth mindset in my years of doing and being and agility together. And one quote, one business quote of Terence McKenna, beside his botanist, beside his anthropology, in archaic revival story was if you don't have a plan you become part of somebody else's plan and you don't want that and 2023 with the possibility of that will be the year of a choice for ourselves and our community you better use this year it's your last chance it's your last 12 13 months sort of chance of having a plan for your family, for yourself, and for all you want to live in a society. And where you want to live, because here's the thing. Places like Quebec right now in Canada are becoming more and more restrictive. And unfortunately, even if we are entering in the endemic mode, and probably this spring, the WHO and a lot of people in economic trends, journals and everything, they say that will be the end of this um, this pandemic narrative that's going to be replaced by the climate change narrative and uh, but they could utilize all of what they put in place in the last 24 months um, to make the society, society pivoting into another kind of central plan uh, with controls because here's the thing my dear friend, government or big corporation doesn't have power, they only have controls and means to impose these controls Upon us. And what I've learned so far, and all of my uh, holistic being, as I again, I'm not just an agile coach. I'm not either a podcaster, I'm not a professional podcaster. I try my best to express those ideas, to invite guests to express and dare to speak about the real agility uh, tactically. But sometimes, a Friday like this, when I'm inspired, when I have great conversation or I think about things, I, I want to put it there. I want to put it out there. So that's it. It's my extrovert and me with my passion for what I'm doing as a business consultant, and moreover as a citizen who take city, who express, who exercise liberty that is given to us from the universe ever evolving. And remember. We are everything, every time. We are a reflection of that universe. And that I saw that even before one of my experiences in Bolivia, trust me. Because I don't need these these kind of... uh, I don't need that. I, myself, with the way my brain seems to connect to the universe especially since my mother passed away, it's amazing the number of transmission that I receive for evolution. So if we come back to business agility, if we come back to this kind of the evolving of the human species, because there's no race, stop with that, stop with that. We are a human species with different flavor, with different kind of ethnicity, according to the climate, according to um, that's it, okay? because let me tell you if, if we skin you if we if we skin you if we strip you from your external kind of perspective we're all the same bones we're all the same bones mm. and the bones are not white it's a yellowish things anyways so you better have a plan because you will be part of somebody's central plans if you want to stay in the big cities in the next decade it's because you surrender yourself you are not acting upon your responsibilities you want to be told what to do you want to be told how to manage your life you'd like to be managed mm-hmm. and controlled so you surrender your power even more than a lot of people realized before this crisis so for me there's no evolution there's a transformation yes because you're gonna transform the way you actually interact with others within those smart cities and uh, you will have to ask permission to the controller because you will have surrender your power and uh, if we bring it back to a uh, business consultancy, councils uh, sorry consult- consultancy mission. This is why I say, if you just transform the way teams are working, the way teams are agreeing without inviting them, you won't have any outcome. You won't have any engagement. My first question is how do we kick spark and engage people and team to be innovative? Are we forcing it? Is there a context to it? Of course, in the grand scheme of the universe, we are kind of forced by nature, not by culture, because culture culture is the control part, but nature is the powerful part. Nature has a plan also for you, but it's a plan where you participate in it, where you actually make choice because you understand why. You understand why nature is evolving like this, and that you are part of nature. Culture, it's a central plan kind of concept. It's a control plan without powers. Why is without powers? Because you don't know why you do this. You are just being told to do this. You are just being told by the dominant ideology that create the culture to do this. The culture telling you that you are white or black or yellow or red skin, and that the other tribe on the other side of the river are bad. This is not nature, because nature will tell us that if we go to the river, we're going to swim and reach out together, black or white, yellow or red, and we're going to fish together to feed ourselves and our family, and togetherness, and a collaborative mindset. Mm -hmm. Nature has this plan. And you will say, yeah, well, this is pinky pinky. I agree. I'm giving you this example because at a human level of evolution, That's what tends to happen. And even though we could see in the wild, and of course I've been to the jungle more than you thought, and I know that I'm a guest as a human being in the jungle, and I know I could be uh, bite or eaten from the realm of Insectarium all the way up to the Puma or the Jaguar, who will let me know who is the boss here in the jungle. And I'm not even thinking about... These snakes. So, of course, let's be realistic here. You have the predator and the prey. You have this law of the jungle. But here's the thing. As a human species evolving, we had transformed for millennium ago. And now we should see the more conceptualization uh, we want to evolve because the transformation itself will just be by the dominant culture that kind of forces you into a molding type of things, and you don't want that. This is very important, you understand? So what you're going to seek is the evolution of your mindset, how your mindset could create pattern of developing a real new perspective and a way of learning things. And I think we could take this concept of the uh, psychedelic study um, and the the, the plan-based keys of exploring an open mind. And this is why more and more I would like to learn more from the open space agility, from the invitation-based change uh, kind of framework, from the open open leadership network. And I and I thought a couple of years ago when I met the late Stéphane Leblanc on the conscious leadership, that that was a way, but I discovered that the conscious leadership is just part, again, of the culture, of the dominant culture of transformation. What I'm really seeking as an individual to be welcome into a community, to a society And to helping others is to evolve, to develop skills that they don't have instead of transforming them, to take your why and take decision, understanding why you are making that choice for yourself and to leap out. And I, I realized that as a business consultant, I could translate those things and to the way we could actually teach, coach, mentor, and facilitate not just the improvement, but the evolution of any stakeholders within that kind of a share why vision, understanding the purpose of why are we doing that. And you know, when I teach sometimes, when, because I'm invited by a teacher, to teach uh, MBAs and other management uh, bachelor and master people, master degree people, with this business agility. And uh, we have these kind of discussions, of course, not at the level of Terence McKenna or the level of uh, this psychedelic to evolve with agility, but we're, we're going to talk more into the deep meaning of the why, because I realize when I look at the courses of the MBAs, all across the world it's not just in Montreal and the United States it's <clears throat> people are afraid to talk about why they write. they want to jump and they learn to be into the what and how into the tactical into the pragmatic stuff so it's it's removing the decision makers from the values and principle and here I'm not talking about Values and principle of Agile. I'm talking about any sets of values that an organization or a team is puts forward to have this foundation to understand why are we doing this? Why I am developing this product? Why I am developing these services? Why I am proposing this solution? And now after you develop the how, you develop the what, and the what is your action item to be pragmatic. So again, I'm not saying that The level of what and how and to your mission is not important. But I'm going to value, especially at startup, I'm going to value more the why are you here, the why are you doing this. And I realize in the business world, and especially in business schools, and this probably it's because the business world is like this, because at business schools, people not tend to kind of elaborate on these concepts. They're just telling, oh, no, don't go too much on the why, because uh, we have things to do. We have uh, this return on investment to do. And, and people go right away and do the tactical. They go right away and think, and they say like, no, it's not working as expected, is yes, of course, because they don't have this, this meaning, this purpose. They don't plan and they don't dance with nature. They don't have powers. They only have control, because they have creating a mapping of a journey with KPIs and point of control. So you see this, and what I'm just saying here. It's a thing that you can find in a PM bug guide or any kind of classical project management framework with a beginning and the end for a fixed transformation but with no intrinsic value because they never change the why they are here, why they do this as an organization. And this is why often in... uh, you could go on Glassdoor and search for any organization and corporation, and they will tell like, "Oh, that's amazing!" Because I, I you, you read really like, "Oh, the lack of vision, not in line with the vision, and we didn't understand the vision." Yes, because people don't put effort into their own evolution as a leader. So I, I was kind of dotting this conscious leadership movement, and I tried to see how much the equation of business agility and conscious leadership could actually become what I wanted to to thrive with, conscious agility. But now I realize that open space agility and the open leadership network, it's a lot more in line with my own reflection of evolution of uh, an individual into his skills and also the business as the way she proposed value and she proposed her services for a betterness and a smart way of satisfying the customer. It's all about it. So (laughs) the thought the thought of from the ape or the stone ape hypothesis and um and connecting with, with my study in physics, with the human subsension. Now, subsension, again, is all the atomic interaction of different elements. But if you, if you, if, if, if you transmit it into um, an emulation within the human interaction and communication that work and so on, um, it's, it's really, again, what Terence McKenna taught us of nature over culture, to achieve evolution over transformation. Because, again, a transformation will be a set keys of thing, but without changing the nature of things. So it's only touch the culture, the dominant culture that could transform, that could change. We could overnight pass from a democracy to an oligarchy, and to oligarchy we go directly to tyranny, and to monarchisms, and you no, know, this actually cycle, a culture cycle. So, Ah, yes you transform you change the form of your government you change the form of your society you change the form of the way you exchange things but you never touch on the fundamental you never really evolve you think you evolve but you cap in a circle this is why acyclosis, acyclosis huh? it's again the snake eating his own tail So, to evolve, you have to get out of this infinite circle. You have to get out even of the infinite sign, because the infinite sign is just transforming you over and over again into a cycle. But have you evolved? What you do today in 2022, is it the same what you did in 1997. So not only you didn't evolve. If you exactly answer yes in the comment below, yes, I am doing exactly the same thing in the same way of life that I did in 1997. Nowadays in 2025 at uh, 22. So you might have transformed a little bit. Of course, your body as aging. Uh, inside even more than outside probably Uh, maybe you get kids or you change your family you have a new boyfriend a new girlfriend what have you these are transformation points. you might have renovated your house you have bought your house you see so when i'm asking you the question are you doing the same thing yes yes it's been 20 years i'm working at the bank i'm happy with that nothing changed in that perspective You, you don't see the change because you're, you're kept captain it. So there's no evolution there's bits of transformation of course even unknown or non-visible transformation non-visible for your mind but it's visible for others. You know when I used to do I'm coming at school couple 10 years ago and uh, we especially the one from elementary school oh man you changed so much i recognize you by oh, you you oh man you changed so oh, yes of course this is a visible transformation. If you didn't see your uh, your, your schoolmate uh, in grade 6, and now you see him back uh, at 35 years old, of course. And a lot of people are completely transformed. You could have someone who was really fat at school and now is fit, uh, giving a Zumba teaching, and what have you. And some others were skinny, and now they are obese, and they have a lot of health issues. You know, so... But this is not evolution. You cannot judge someone, how oh, you didn't evolve. No. Because evolution is more engaging. It's require consciousness. It's require a connection with the entire universe. So this is why I kind of asked the question: Will we need psychedelic to evolve to to make it like more like, you know, come on wake up. No. You don't you don't force people into it. And I'm not I'm not trying to judge anyone into your path of life this is your life experience this is your business experience you have to make the most of it and i'm not saying anyone is in your hands because in your hands again it's only a concept within the boundary of you don't know what you don't know and globally and collectively nobody knows nothing and this i take from uh terence mckenna again and some other thinker, like, um, what's his name? Alan Watts, for instance. Nobody is no shit. And, and some of those who know things, if they don't share it, or they share it with a certain angle, like the educational system, who will be a programmation of things. I'm not talking about applied science here. In applied science, it should be evolving. It should be empirical. So empirical process is our technique and our pattern to try to grasp the evolution of a set element, especially in physics and chemistry and biology. And, of course, we could emulate it into our business world. But the business world will deal with psyche, with psychology, with behavior, unpredictable behavior. As in science, more and more than you evolve, you could predict the uh, way the atom and the nucleus will work. You understand? But with a human being, the predictability, this is a challenge. And especially, I just, I just revisit last week... Uh, Gary Amel, and I uh, realized that uh, even today even people that I saw yesterday at McGill University uh, teaching them and speaking with them about business agility and the evolution of the world of work and the future of work and even if there were young people in the 20s I see they already after one or two years at university and business management and for those who start their MBAs which is their four tiers, most of the time it's about it. They already program and mold into the the more materialistic aspect without necessarily consciousness. They think they have a consciousness by the design of the ecology type of narrative, but there's not enough. There's not enough because the human interaction is not there. It's it's there, but it's dormant. So I think we'll uh, we'll have to, you know, yeah. So the Stone Abi hypothesis to resume it. Even Terence McKenna will today tell you that. Ah, and it, I'm not saying I agree is good or got, you could you could watch a Joe Rogan episode on it. You could watch also the interview with Dennis McKenna, uh, Terence Brothers about it. So it was just an idea. Uh, a conceptual viewpoint of what if it's an hypothesis. It's what if ape will eat certain mushroom and that could un- unleash some kind of determinant or sicolin, and it will make the the ape probably evolve with the unknown view of his psychedelic experience and what if the human who knows nothing who has been controlled for too many millennium will do the same and anyway as it is public right now even if I dare, if I'm authentic I won't necessarily go deep into my own experience with Terence and others or you could read in between the line for those who are smarter that's watching it um, and for me the uh, the uh, stone ape hypothesis with the human substantial, the interaction with others it's bring this theory of creativity because innovation I see it more and more as an outcome and what spark innovation it's your capacity of being creative more you have a creative mind, you'll be able even to develop a mindset. And therefore, one of the produce of it will be an innovation of something technical that could actually change our experience, the way we life, the, the way we live, sorry. So you know, and I would like to, to end this today, if the 15 people or so don't have a chat, so and the other, please, in the comment, I would like to read your thought, to read your point of view about all of this. And uh, for me, um, there is a reflection that I, uh, and I think I posted, but I, want, I, want, I wanted to share it with you. It was a kind of... The context was a kind of a debate between open questions and behavioral and how do we actually build theme by, and how do we engage teams? It's always these kind of people care on people and culture type of meaning within a business agility or agile transformation, which is not the business. Might want to transform and moreover, we'll explore the evolution part of this to, to get something more meaningful. So, and too much often, those people of HR, of talent and culture, they want to centralize things and, and they want to, uh, especially with the DNI, uh, the <laughs> diversity and inclusion thing, it's tend to be egalitarian. And let me tell you one thing. Because, again, the basic philosophy of Terence McKenna as a whole, I'm resuming here because there's more to him than that, but one of the basic, one of my takeaways from my reading of his book, participating in his seminar, uh, traveling with him twice, and inviting him here to rave with us, it's all about not even counterculture, because it's useless counterculture is like changing you change for a moment because times again doesn't exist so you just change and then you are prisoner of your cycle when you break free of a cycle you you actually start evolving and it's on a consciousness base it's on a spiritual base that you could start evolving and the materialistic realm Of the concrete, vital, you will stay an animal, vital animal, predictable, orchestrated. No creativity, surrendering your power. So, the notion as nature and culture, as an antithesis, Terence says no. My takeaway is... Culture will create behavior and tend to control. Nature is the real power. Because it's our authentic self that wants to evolve beyond the animal we might have been once. And on that, I will probably put the link in the description or the pine comment. But I invite you to, to, to read about the Archaic Revival. It's one of the great books from Terence McKenna, who explained the kind of another way of appreciate anthropology and the evolution of human species. So once you understand that, again, in in the next few months and few years, for the next decade, this is going to be part of, if you start understanding that, if you start building your purpose, You'll be able to choose between transforming yourself into a transhuman. Trans again, trans, trans, trans. And the key Latin word here is the trans. I'm just modeling you. And trans is changing. It's, It's modifying. It's editing your chaotic, authentic self. So you'll be this branch of smart cities, central plan, where you surrender your power of nature to get into the control of culture and the dominant culture that impose onto you what the mob of the city, of the smart city. Infected Mushroom have a great, great song called City of the Future. And I think I'm going to end probably the show with, with that kind of music later. But, but first... And let me just prepare it for you. It's live and authentic. So, Infected Mushroom, a great Israeli group that I love so much. It's part of my personal dominant culture. Okay. Here we go. We'll be be just ready for that. Is it? Discover it later. So, guys, when you feel yourself struggling and between a, a polarity, a duality of things, between nature and culture, between what's right and wrong, what's good and evil, it's exactly because of this paradigm of not being able to know your purpose to know your true self and the why you are here and the forget about where you come from where you're going how it is like why that's your point of start to evolution and when I was saying again all of these exchange and monkeys that think in clothing without a spark of anything that will tend to be egalitarian society. Because the movement of these people care or even the cult of people first, they forget too many things, that part of the greater scale of a universe, of a cosmology, a cosmology of things to do. Every enterprise, every human being by itself has a multiple layers, a real diversity of things. So when you do this dichotomy, this complete paradoxal d D&I, and uh, diversity and inclusion, you are killing the inclusion, it's killing the, the real diversity, and it's tend to have an egalitarian. An egalitarian, in a dominant culture, its control is not power, so is isn't natural, and the behavior of someone is not either because the behavior will be an outcome of the dominant culture. And the doxa, we speak in French last week, and yes, I hear you. An email you ask me to do it in English because there was no translation, no captions, and you wanna. And you, for those who know a bit of French, they told me that oh man, that was great. So that should not be just for the. Uh, the Francophone of my uh, subscriber and I agree with you. And I'm here for you, uh, even though I'm doing it for free. And again, I thank Maggie and Sui for your tips, especially in Bitcoins. All the links uh, are in the description of this video on YouTube, as well as on Rumble. So, so every time I go in a jungle, I realize that nature is powerful. More than us, The silly monkeys with clothing who think we are so smart than the rest of the creation. And this is a linear perspective of evolution, because if you are seeing it as a circular and spiraling thing of evolution, you discover that there's a lot more possibilities and that we are everything Every time. I think I reach a fatigue of all that leadership, agile, scrum, business bullshit, where people just think they are smart, but in fact, they are just educated in program. Oops, sorry, program. To do exactly what the dominant culture them to be and paid for. I say enough to all that archaic hierarchy and pretend behavior of dominant culture upgrading is Doxa every time she's transforming. I missed one of my greatest teacher, outside of college and university factory of mental control and modeling. I miss you, Terence McKenna, or well, you are with us as you just evolve into another realm. I can't wait to go back with my sisters and brothers of the Yucatan Peninsula. With them, I learned 13 times more than here up north about everything in and out of this realm of existence. Being smart with supramental and circular spiral mindset for high potential consciousness, I am asking the universe to help me meet other Mindfulness people, like I describe, I am becoming and I am. I don't need a change in myself or in our life, in our society, on our system. I need to break free of mental projection of the mass formation (coughs) into a real transformation. Transformation. Break free of the cycle will bring us to real evolution and to stop returning to the barbarian, animalistic, tyranny, kingship, monarchy, democracy, authoritarianism, and oklokarshi. I will do so starting this new moon, Yes this new moon next Tuesday. The new moon of the tiger for our Chinese partners. And I will start doing this break free with a radical 42 days of fasting. And I will also do an active meditation from the Kemet teaching, the great Kemet people in Egypt and Ethiopia the teaching of applying the 42 principle of the goddess of justice, Mahat. So you will be able to follow me on my personal Instagram, as each day I will record my understanding of the day principle and activation of that Mahat principle, because every 42 days is so. So... On that, my beautiful business agility lovers, smash the like button. Remember, you are powerful, you are beautiful, and you are free to be whoever you want to evolve.